What's up, Houdat Nation and other NFL fans across the world? This is the best podcast around, the Houdat Dish podcast, of course, presented by Fansided. This is the second part of episode 26. As always, I'm your lovely host, Tyler Raymond. And I'm also your host, Dayton Brown. Being 26 episodes in means we are 26 weeks into the podcast, marking half of a year for us. Six months into this, couldn't be more excited. We wanted to thank all of you for the amazing support. I am very excited to introduce our new or our next guest who appeared in one of the very first episodes. He was on episode number seven. He's a podcast host himself. You can find it on SoundCloud. Type in the Grind Hours podcast. I've been on there a few times. Fantastic guy. Writes his own blog. Writes every day, if not multiple times per day. Like I said, first time being on the show since episode seven, which was all the way back on July 31st. Please welcome a Jets fan all the way from New York. Joe Leo. Joe, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing great. It's very nice to be back on this podcast. Um, It was awesome the first time around, and I'm just trying to duplicate what we did back in July. Well, uh, something we didn't have were these claps, which are for you, Joe. Thank you. Thank you for coming on to the show. Uh, Thanks for having me. Great to have you. And uh, yeah, uh, this show is either going to be just as good or better because I was listening to it this morning just just to figure out because we did some predictions on that show to see where we stand at now that was a great show this is going to be even better because we're actually previewing a real regular season game first of all tell the people obviously they can find you on twitter at not the fake j leo which is a fantastic twitter handle I, I i always love talking about that uh tell them about your blog a little bit about your podcast though where they can find you what you're all about uh, my blog is jdatasports.blogspot.com. Uh, it's the Basement View. You can search up Basement View on Google or just go to jdatasports.blogspot.com. I do pretty much daily NFL stuff. I have a Sunday column that I do every single week. And my podcast is the Grind Hours podcast. That's grind hours dot, or soundcloud.com backslash grind hours. I am on a hiatus from the podcast right now. I have um, some finals that I got to do, and I'm going on vacation. So January 15th, I'll be returning with episode 69 of the Grind Hours podcast. Nice. Uh, We'll we'll be going diving deep into some some interesting stuff. I have some guests lined up that I'm very excited to get uh, recording and put it out to to the world. I also have... A little bit of a tease for an announcement next week when we got when we recap this game. I'll, I have an announcement for uh, for my blog. I'm changing up some stuff for 2018, and I figured I'd do it on your guys' podcast. Awesome, there you go. yeah, because Joe is joining us next week as well to recap this game. No matter how it goes, uh, Joe will be on next week uh, for the first part of episode 27, and then uh, Mark George from uh, who we've had on the show before as well. He'll be on next week as well to help us preview the uh, Week 16 matchup for the Saints against the Falcons. So, yeah, Joe, totally understand the King needs a break. Uh, uh, you, you need to get those finals done, and you're coming back on a fantastic number of an episode uh, when you get back to <laughs> So I, I'm super excited about that, super excited for your announcement as well. Again, Joe, thanks for joining us today. Excited to get this uh, underway. Tyler, let, let's jump yeah. into uh, previewing this uh, Jets game. Let's do it. Okay, so, guys. Topic number one, we've got the Jets at Saints. It's going to be a week 15 showdown. So, obviously, in case you guys didn't know, last week, unfortunately, the Saints had a disappointing primetime loss to the Falcons. But it's all right. We'll bounce back. We've got them after the Jets, so that'll be a fun one. 
But speaking of the Jets, so the Jets right now are five and eight, but surprisingly have given some teams some really hard times. Uh, they're a team not to be overlooked right now. So unfortunately, they're coming off a loss themselves, but they fell to the Broncos 23 to nothing. Starting quarterback Josh McCown actually broke his hand, so that was a, a sad sight to see. But they will be having quarterback Bryce Petty most likely getting the start Sunday. So what do you guys think of this? Let's open the discussion wide open. What are your overall thoughts of the game? What are you guys most looking forward to this? Any specific matchups? What do you guys think? Let's start with our guests first, of course. What do you think, Joe? Can I, uh, can I actually jump in real quick before okay. we go to that? Just because I want to mention something from when, when Joe was on Episode 7, we talked about what his expectations for the Jets were. Um, so Joe said that he wanted the Jets to go 2-14 and 14, uh, to get the number one overall pick. Uh, and you said that that was their floor, essentially. Um, and you also predicted that the Saints, I don't know if you predicted this uh, uh, per se, you said that it was going to happen, but but you were like, I, I think this might happen. You said the Saints would start 0-4, possibly fire Sean Payton, but they would finish 7-9 and and uh, make the playoffs, battling with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So obviously, that, you know, off-season uh, predictions are hard to do. We, we were wrong on a majority of ours, too. I just think it's very interesting. Uh, your predictions is kind of how they've, they've, come to fruition so to speak so obviously the jets aren't going to be uh, uh, that bad saints weren't that bad so it's, it's nice to see both teams um playing better than than we all thought but uh joe yeah again coming into this game what are your thoughts going in it's a very interesting thing for me because like tyler said mccown went down with the broken hand in the denver loss and i'm not too upset about it and the reason being is I'm probably the only Bryce Petty fan in the world, or yeah. at least in the football world. I'm pushing for him. Uh, I I really want him to succeed. I really think we have something here. And McCown has done enough this season to to get another contract with somebody else. We've we've all seen the quarterback play in the yeah. NFL this year, and McCown's good enough to be a lower tier starter and a higher end backup so i'm not really worried it, it sucks that uh that mccown got hurt he's a pro is probably a great teammate but his career isn't over the matchups that i'm most looking forward to are three matchups in particular the jets defensive line against the saints offensive line because the saints offensive line is banged up and i just i want to see how leonard williams and uh mohammed wilkerson do against that offensive line. I want to see your guys' stud young uh, corner, Marshawn Lattimore, who I love in the draft, mm. against the barn burner himself, Robbie Anderson. I want to see that that matchup of speed and see uh, who can win that battle because that's going to be a, a nice safety blanket for Petty to turn to. And the last one is Mar uh, Morris Claiborne, our number one corner against Michael Thomas. Um the Jets haven't really done a great job guarding number one receivers the past couple of weeks, mm -hmm. being that it was Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, and Demarius Thomas. They all have over 100 yards receiving in those three games, or uh, 90 yards receiving, excuse me. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if we could shut down Michael Thomas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, oh, you want to no, go, go Danny? No, go ahead, Tyler. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I think it's crazy right now how, you know, obviously, despite the record, there are a lot of people right now, they're, you know, 
excited for the Jets going forward. I think you guys have some pieces that obviously you can work on. You know, uh, you guys are young in certain areas. I think will, you know, eventually over time get better for your team. Obviously, you know, no team is going to stay bad forever unless maybe you're the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I was going to say Cleveland is not doing too hot right now. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty bad. But I, I, on the flip side, I think you guys are obviously, you know, heading in the right direction. So that's what scares me. You know, even though this is a home game, obviously you don't want to take any game for granted, especially the Jets. You know, I think this uh, the Jets-Broncos game is either going to affect the Jets two ways. Either one, it's just going to, you know, make them pack their uh, suitcases and essentially shut them down for the rest of the season. Or two, it's going to get them fired up, and they're going to give the Saints a hard time despite the opposing records. And I'm curious to see which one happens. But, yeah, I think it'll be an interesting game for sure, though, uh, yeah. Sunday. Yeah, and, and uh, coming into this game, this game could be marked for the Saints as a, a quote-unquote trap game. You know, you're coming in too comfortable against a team with a lesser record and losing it at home. Um, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily see that happening this one, but I do think the Jets – have have more than enough to give us a tough time, especially with the offensive weapons you guys have. Uh, even mm-hmm. even, w- even with Bryce Petty at quarterback and not not your starter in, uh, Robbie Anderson has stepped up phenomenally this season. Forty nine receptions, eight hundred twenty one yards, seven touchdowns. That's great. Um, you because especially you go from a team who had Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker a season ago. Both of those guys leave. Your number one receiver during the off season goes down with the uh, for for the entire season with an injury. And now your backup, Robbie Anderson, is essentially going to be your number one receiver coming into the season, and he's been playing great. Uh, you got to give credit, some credit to Josh McCown, who threw 18 touchdowns um, th- this season before it was ended. That's only one less than Drew Brees. Um, you look, uh, and 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 a guy you mentioned during the episode, uh, Bilal Powell, uh, 120 carries, 502 yards, and three touchdowns, leading rusher for the team. So this Jets team has has some really nice offensive weapons, despite. Coming into the season, everybody doubting them and, 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 and thinking that their offense was going to lead them to, again, a top five uh, draft pick. But that doesn't seem to be the case. Defense is, is good. You've, you've had some – you traded Sheldon Richardson earlier this season. Um, I remember talking to you personally about that trade. Uh, I remember talking to you personally about the injury to, to Josh McCown, too. Um, when Sheldon Richardson got traded, just because I want to ask you since we weren't able to and it actually happened, but when, when Richardson was traded, what were your thoughts – uh, did you did you like that trade? Do you think it's it's benefited the team at all for the future? I love the trade because while Richardson was a is a fantastic talent, he's been a headache in the Jets locker room ever since he got here with a couple of off field issues. And to get a receiver when our number two receiver going into the year was uh, Sharon Peak. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. If he hasn't really. He, I'm pretty sure he's injured right now, but he hasn't really shown up at all this year. And to get a guy like Curse, who has Velcro for hands, it seems like, um, moving forward with Anderson, and then next year when we get Quincy Inunua back, who I personally love, I think the world of him, he's going to be a fantastic number one receiver with with uh, these two compliments in Curse and Anderson. So giving a young quarterback that next year will benefit this offense tremendously also a a quick note on Bilal Powell I want him to be the feature back here in New York that's Mm -hmm. the one thing because every time he touches the ball it seems like it's going for positive yardage so 
we if we can figure out something to do with Matt Forte, he he doesn't really have a great relationship with the fans over here. So yeah, I want Powell to have more carries. Right. Yeah. He had a, he had a comment in the offseason about you guys taking that that rubbed you kind of the wrong way. I feel like Matt Forte is going to be a one of those veterans that gets cut from a team next season, which kind of happened with him in Chicago. Um, if if you guys don't end up releasing him sooner, yeah, Powell's been impressive this year. I think that's one of the key matchups to watch for is is your guys' ground game against us because you're going to be running the ball a little bit more with Bryce Petty in, make him a little bit more comfortable. Um, our run defense was actually really good against Atlanta um, last week. Uh, even though we sacrificed about 90 yards to Devontae Freeman, he needed over 20 carries just to get to that mark. And I don't think he scored a rushing touchdown. I, I, I could be wrong on that. but He did. I think it was the okay. – it was either him or Coleman. You guys, okay, which is you're right. You're right. Detrimental. But it was on, it, it was like a one yard rush touchdown. It wasn't anything too too. Yeah, extreme. it wasn't a big gainer, which, which was good. And and, and but uh, so that's going to be interesting to see if, if we can consistently keep that up because it looks like AJ Klein is going to be out. So is Trey Hendrickson, uh, and hopefully yeah. we can get Alvin Kamara. I, I think uh, he said he's going to be good to go. He's still in the protocol as we speak now, though, which, which worries me just a little bit. But I, I believe him. I think he's going to be good to go. Lattimore is going to be more healthy. You guys get extra day. Uh, our guys get extra days rest. Um, I, I, I just want to say uh, I'll pass this off to Tyler uh, <laughs> and ask him for his X factors right after I get mine. Uh, X factor for sure in this game, though, is going to be whether or not the Saints are going to be able to turn field goals into touchdowns. Are they going to be able to get down into plus territory, into Jets territory, and turn those drives into seven points? Uh, because last week against Atlanta, we left a lot of points on the board. Uh, we only had one turnover, but it was in the in the red zone. Toss, the, the, the interception was thrown literally in the end zone to Deion Jones, which which is always heartbreaking to, to, end, in, Fantastic to end a game. Fantastic play, though. Don't, don't knock. Right, right. I said, I said it when it happened. Saints yeah. fans, don't get too upset. That was no. a tremendous play. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was a really good play by Jones. Uh, I don't know if Josh Hill should be the, the target right there. Uh, granted, he's the tight end, and, and tight ends will get looks in, in the red zone, but I don't know if Josh Hill was the answer on that. But, yeah, great play by Deion Jones to snag that interception. But X Factor for the Saints is going to be, are we going to be able to finish drives off with six or seven points? Because if we end up with long drives that result in field goals, we're, we're, we're going to give the Jets chances to be in the game and, and, and win the game as well. Uh, Tyler, X Factor for you, bud. Well, I was actually going to ask um, Joe what his is, and then I'll give mine. Joe, what's yours? Before I give you mine, I think it comes down to two specific players. Uh, a player that I highlighted in the podcast when we did it back in July, Mohamed Wilkerson. Mm-hmm. He's having a little bit better season than last year. He has 46 tackles, three and a half sacks, four pass deflections. He's really come on in the past couple of weeks and against the banged up Saints offensive line. Hopefully he can have a good day. And the other player is Jamal Adams. He went to college down. At LSU, so this is pretty much a homecoming game for him. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of family and friends in the stands. So I'm hoping for good things out of who who I call J.A. Uh, That's a little nickname that I have for Jamal Adams. And hopefully he can have a a big game against uh, for a homecoming game pretty much. Yeah, I hear it. And it's funny for you, you mentioned a couple defensive players. I've got a couple defensive players myself who are that. Who I believe are the X factors for the Saints this game. I've got one offensive one. So the couple defensive players I've got for the Saints right now would probably have to be our cornerbacks. You know, Ken Crawley and Marshall Lattimore. You take a look at the injuries the Saints might having might have to deal with um, 
uh, this Sunday when it comes uh, down to playing the Jets. You know, it uh, doesn't matter who they're playing. You know, obviously they want to be healthy. And I think right now that comes down to uh, if uh, some of our other defensive positions are, you know, uh, on the thinner side as far as depth goes because of injuries, you have your cornerback step up. And hopefully we can force uh, Bryce Petty to make some uh, rookie mistakes. I think that would be pretty interesting to see. Because obviously, you know, Lattimore had an interception uh, against, uh, you know, while he was covering Julio, uh, thrown by Matt Ryan, of course. And the offensive one I had was Alvin Kamara, of course. Obviously, he's been our staple uh, of this team. He's been our puzzle piece. This puzzle really put everything together. Um, I think right now I want to see how he comes back from the injury. I want to see how he responds to the adversity that comes with having a concussion and coming back, you know, because obviously he was on pace to do something good for the Saints last week. He just didn't because he got hurt. But um, next question I've got for Joe, Dana, of course, I want you to answer too, bud. But um, do you see any of the – do you see any Jets players right now or any specific positions in favor of your team versus ours when the matchup happens Sunday? Do you – think any specific positions have for the Jets an advantage over us and why, if you believe so? Uh, I don't. I, I, I think the, the Saints are a better team in every facet of the game. Uh, obviously, when you compare Breeze to Petty, that's not going to even hold up. The secondary is the closest. Our two safeties, our rookie safeties, Jamal Adams and, and Marcus May, can hold up against against your guys' corners. But, no, I think in every facet of the game, whether it be special teams, offense, or defense, the Saints are a better team. I'm just hoping for a, a – uh, this sort of seems redundant, but a culture-building uh, game. And I think the past two weeks, we've done that. The, the Chiefs game was a hard, fought-out win that really yeah. came down to the better end. Then – I mean, you can get your rear ended to you too, and still build some culture. That that right. takes a, it. You either show up or shut up the next time you play up when you get shut out and embarrassed like that. So right. it'll be interesting. But no, I don't. I don't see any position groups better on the Jets than on the Saints. One thing these two teams do have in common, though, is we both blew out the Bills, which is great. You guys did it on Thursday night. Um, against uh, it, it was a home game went in your color rush jerseys uh, against the Bills that was great we also blew them out I believe it was that very next week uh, we we beat the Bills forty seven to ten in Buffalo uh, which is which was a good good division for you, good division one for you guys and Tyler was at the game when the Saints won which was Whoop. awesome yeah looking at and and I'm with Joe um, I, as far as advantages in any position area that the Jets have. Uh, statistical as well the the Jets don't have an advantage in in any of them Uh, we have more yards passing more yards rushing per game on offense total yards Uh, our defensive yards are better so are our points per game Uh, so um, just 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 overall looking on paper looking at the roster and whatnot the Saints are clearly the, the the better team but I think this jet this Jets team is so much better than I was expecting uh and and again Robbie Anderson it's just blown my mind. One of my coworkers has him on his fantasy team, and that's the that's one of the only ways I know of Robbie Anderson because obviously I live on the other side of the country than than the Jets, so I don't get much coverage of them over here. But yeah, Robbie Anderson has just been absolutely tearing it up. 
he has he has three more touchdown receptions than than Michael Thomas, who 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 is almost a one thousand yard receiver. Uh, so so Anderson has, has just been absolutely tearing it up. I'm sure it's great to see for you, Joe. It's great for us to see uh, Michael Thomas performing as well. I just want to get this little note out of the way. Um, he needs five more receptions to get to ninety, which would make him just the second wide receiver ever in the history of the NFL. Uh, the other one was Odo Beckham Jr. to have ninety or more receptions in their first two years uh, in the league. And he's eight yards away from being uh, a 1,000-yard receiver again for the second time uh, to start out a season, which has been done by a few other guys, including Odo Beckham Jr. Um, so that's going to be great to see. And uh, Mark Ingram needs 29 more yards to be a uh, – yeah, Ingram needs 29 more yards to be a 1,000-yard rusher. And he has nine touchdowns, but still leads the league in, in rushing TDs. And we'll have Kamara back. So I'm really excited for this game. I'm excited as well to live text you during the game, Joe, because that's going to be – a lot of fun. Uh, always like texting Joe. Um, Tyler, anything else um, you you want to you want to get covered? Anything else you guys want to talk about about the game? Yeah. Anything else you want to cover? Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. I, well, I want to. Uh, you yeah. Know, about, oh. Uh, advantages for. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Sorry. Totally forgot. Skimmed over that. He's advantages. Yeah. Me off, guys. He's My bad. It's okay. It's all good, man. So I I agree with you guys. I don't really think there are any advantages the Jets have over the Saints, but that doesn't mean I don't think the Jets won't give the Saints a hard time. I think the Jets could be one of those teams that the Saints might end up uh, overlooking and might end up biting them in the butt if they do overlook them. And I've got another question for you, Joe. So uh, it's funny. We mentioned about, you know, uh, home field advantage and stuff, you know, uh, New York where the Jets play, New Orleans where the Saints play. I know you're obviously happy. You live in New York. You get to see your favorite team. Me living in New York, not so much. But, um, Speaking of, like, home places and stuff, do you think the Jets pull off the upset? And do you think New Orleans, being uh, you know, being home, will it have a significant impact on uh, the outcome of the game? So it's funny, Dayton's actually mentioned multiple times how the Saints have really played better all around on the road this year than mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially with that, uh, just with everything going on, you know, uh, it's pretty crazy to think about... Um, What's been happening, you know, home and away and the differences. But what do you think, Joe? Do you think that makes an impact? Do you think the Jets get the uh, get the upset? Maybe your score prediction, too, if you've got time there. But what do you think? What's on your mind, bud? I think if it was going the opposite way, the, the Jets would have a home field advantage because it's going from a dome to the outdoors. Mm-hmm. But an interesting thing to look at which you guys pointed out is the saints record on at home and on the road. What a dome really does. And it has been doing it constantly for the past couple of years is it really evens out the level of play. You don't really see elements don't come into effect. So you don't, it doesn't affect the kicking game at all. It's climate controlled. So the players are fine. We're not seeing what we saw this past Sunday with the, uh, the bills and the Colts. Which, by the way, you guys got lucky. You, you missed out by a couple of weeks for a possible snow game. So you guys got really lucky when yes, you guys we went did. to Buffalo. we did. You, you guys are covered in snow up there right now. Yeah, I, I got a bunch today. Unfortunately, I had to drive to college. I don't know about Joe, but um, this morning I had a final for my math, for math class, and I had to drive through a bunch of snow. It was not fun. How about you, Joe? Did you have a lot of snow your way? Down down here in the city, it snowed over the weekend, but there's no, it's all gone now. But Lucky. Getting back to the game, um, another 
quick thing that I want to point out before I give my uh, my score prediction here is a, a note on Bryce Petty. And I, I brought up at the beginning of this how I'm one of the biggest Bryce Petty fanboys there there is out out there. One quick thing I've always compared Petty to Kirk Cousins, the Redskins quarterback. A quick note, just a quick stat. Cousins first. His first start was 2012, week 15 against the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. He went 27 for thir- or 26 for 37, 329 yards, two touchdowns, and an, and an interception and a win. Then he didn't start until the previous year, 2013, week 15 against Atlanta, 20, 29 for 45, 381, three touchdowns, and two interceptions and a loss. The following week against Dallas, 21 for 36, 197, one TD and one interception in a loss. And then week 17 of 2013, 19 for 49, 169 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Compared to Petty, who last year, his first career start against the L.A. Rams, 19 for 32, 163, a touchdown and, and an interception in a loss. Week 13 against Indianapolis, 11 for 25, 135, one touchdown and two interceptions. That was Andrew Luck's first game back on Monday Night Football, and Fitzpatrick did replace him. The following week against San Francisco, his first career win, 25 for 35, 23 for 35, 257 mm-hmm. and an interception. And then week 15, 20 for 35, 235, a touchdown and two interceptions. And Fitzpatrick also replaced him in that game. Mm-hmm. So if you're keeping score at home, yeah. Both of them are one and three in their first three st- or four starts in the NFL. And Petty's arm talent, and I've said it since I first laid my eyes on him at Baylor, his arm talent is unteachable. You cannot te- He has a yeah. rocket for a right arm. He just needs to get pro reps. And for a defense like this, as tough as this defense is with, with the defensive line and the secondary you guys have, it's going to be an interesting thing to see if he can go down the field to Robbie Anderson or he's just going to continue to check the ball down to guys like Matt Forte, Bilal Powell, or Austin Severian Jenkins. So with that being said, I think the Saints will be will score 27 to the Jets' 17. Ooh, there you go. Okay. Okay. I like that. Um, well... The Saints just, uh, this was yesterday, they opened up as 15-point uh, favorites against the Jets, according to Vegas, <laughs> uh, which, 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 is, which is pretty a little bit extreme, honestly. But uh, the Jets are still very much alive for the playoffs, too, which, which is great. So if you guys I are, wouldn't say so in the, in the AFC. You don't, you don't think, I think so? I think last, week, last week's game, if they won out, uh, the, if they won against uh, Denver and then won out the rest of the way, they'd have a shot, but... The way that the AFC is shaping up, I don't think they have a shot. Okay, well, which is okay, which is fine. I, I guess technically you're still alive, so 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 there there's some hope here. Well, yeah. mathematically it's, yes, it's, but we we also are in line for the tenth pick right now. True, true, you're the, right. Season ended today. You're in that very awkward spot. So um, you you got so I, I'm assuming probably at this point in the season you would much rather uh, obviously you want to see your team yes. win, but you would rather lose out. Get a good yes. pick, then then try to go for the playoffs. Totally understand, man. You guys might even get a top five pick if you end up because 
just let Bryce Petty play his game, play however he wants. Do not. I, I hope you guys don't bench him if, if he ends up performing poorly towards the end of the season. Uh, oh, I don't want to see Hackenberg in there. Me, no. me neither. Because let Bryce <laughs> Petty let Bryce let Bryce Petty get those reps. You know him. Baylor always seems to produce quarterbacks with really strong arms. I'm glad you brought that up because you guys you got guys like uh, RG three as well coming out of Baylor who who are just those those exceptional arm talents um, coming out of the Big Twelve Conference, so to speak, uh, especially Baylor. So I'm excited to see Bryce Petty play. Uh, you guys also have a couple of first rounders uh, with Morris Claiborne and Jamal Adams in that secondary. Uh, so so that's going to be fun to watch. We also have some some top draft picks in our, our secondary as well. Kenny Vaccaro and Marshawn Lattimore. And then you also have, you know, Von Bell, Marcus Williams, uh, Ken Crawley. I think it's going to be a lot of fun games if, if it ends up be, because it's in the dome. We're going to see a lot more passing. So that's going to be fun. I have the Saints winning by 17. It's going to be 38 to 21. Um, I do think you guys are going to get some some touchdowns on us because of how much I, I like Robbie Anderson. Uh, but I, I'm going with Vegas. I'm, I'm going to take the over on, on, on those. Uh, I'm going to say we win by 17, 38 to 21. I do think it's going to be a competitive game. Um, it might end up being one, like, if, if you guys do run the ball more, if, if Petty struggles and you give it to Powell and, and Forte, this could be a trenches game uh, because, again, we do have Ingram and uh, Kamara. But uh, with the with the talent in the secondary as well, that's something to look out for um, if if passes are being thrown off in, in this game, just because of how much talent both teams have in the secondary. Um, our own Roy Anderson also has a prediction: thirty eight to thirteen Saints. Tyler, man, what what what, your, what what are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts. I'm hoping that Ingram gets over over a thousand yards for this game. Me Drew too. Brees only needs three hundred twenty yards to um. Uh, I surpassed 70,000, so I'd love to see that. Um, Like we said, Michael Thomas needs eight yards. That would be pretty cool. I think we'll get there. I think so, I think (laughs) think we'll get there, too. But um, my prediction, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 35-17, to Saints win. But uh, as I say this, I think it's the perfect time to take a quick commercial break. Uh, Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah? Yeah, Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah, uh, when we get back, guys, we will be talking more NFL. Unfortunately, uh, as of right now, we don't have any fan questions. If anyone's watching on Periscope, send some in and we'll answer them. But, um, yeah, we'll be talking some more NFL talk when we get back. And we'll be hearing from Joe and what he thinks about um, the awards that are be coming up for all the main positions and stuff. So stay tuned, guys. All right, guys, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in again. Thank you to Joe for coming on the show. Been having a great time already. We're going to dive into some more NFL talk. Uh, we're going to talk about obviously the season awards are coming up. Uh, the the season is winding down. Uh, Joe, when you were on the show, we asked you about uh, your predictions coming into the season. We asked you who you thought was going to win MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and your Super Bowl prediction. Uh, so just to skim over what what you said. Uh, you had Aaron Rodgers winning MVP, which he very well was go- was on track to win if he didn't break his collarbone. J.J. Watt, you said, would win Defensive Player of the Year. Unfortunately, also went down with an injury, which was awful, uh, especially everything he did for um, the hurricane relief in down in Houston uh, during the offseason. So. Uh, but, uh, again, J.J. Watt probably most likely would have been a frontrunner for that award if he had been healthy. Um, your Super Bowl pick. This was the most interesting part because when you said it, I was, I was, I was totally on top. I was like, that is awesome. Like nobody else had, had said this before. I think it's very viable. You had Giants Patriots. 
Obviously, the Giants' season has not gone down the way that they expected. Beckham Jr., Brandon Marshall, uh, Sterling Shepard essentially as well, out for the season. No weapons. That whole Eli Manning benching fiasco, uh, they started out 0-6, They were 2-9 and at one point. They're not doing too well. Uh, they fired Ben McAdoo. So this is a for sure rebuilding team. Eli Manning might not even be on the team next year. But the Patriots are, are, are doing pretty well. So, takes us to today. Joe, if you had to give us your current MVP, who would it be right now if you had to give it? Obviously, Carson Wentz is out with an ACL injury. Do you think he still might be able to win the award? Do you think it's going to Brady? What are your thoughts? If the Eagles finish with the first seed in the the NFC, I would give it to Brady. Right. Just because... It shows that Wentz really wasn't that much of a factor in Philly's road to the number one seed. Right. Now, hopefully I'm right with these picks. I've had a couple I've a I've had a bad year and I've my MVP pick and my defensive player of the year pick weren't really too hot. I feel bad for, for wishing some bad luck on, on two tremendous <laughs> players. But right. my MVP pick right now would be Brady, just because of what he's done at the age of 40. My offensive player of the year would be Antonio Brown. Yes. He is yes. one Great. reception away from 100 receptions on the year. He has just over 1,500 yards, and he has nine touchdowns, which is second in the NFL. He's first in receptions, first in yards, and second in receiving touchdowns. So... I think he'll get some MVP buzz as well. I think he'll be thrown into the conversation, but I don't think he'll win. But he definitely deserves Offensive Player of the Year. And Defensive Player of the Year, I think, goes to Seattle Seahawks linebacker Bobby Wagner. He's had a fantastic year for Seattle. 86 tackles, which which leads the NFL. One and a half sacks, a safety, eight pass deflections, and two interceptions, which is incredible. For a linebacker and he also has the highest grade among defenders on pro football focus at 98.0 that's incredible that's a sleeper that coming into this year that was a sleeper pick obviously the seahawks are good and i'm glad you brought up wagner uh we forgot to mention him yesterday when when we were giving out our our current predictions for the defensive player of the year award that is a great pick leads the league in tackles safety two interceptions bobby wagner go even though the seahawks season hasn't gone exactly the way they wanted to injuries can attest to that, but Wagner has been having fantastic season. They still got a shot up. to get playoffs. They too. do. That's the crazy part with 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 the struggles they've had, the injuries. Russell Wilson is is leading them to essentially a, a, a surprise playoff berth, uh, clawing their way in. How about a do you, so coach of the year? We yesterday we said Sean McVay for the Rams, and I also said Mike Zimmer should get some votes. Do you agree? I'm going to be a little bit of a homer. I'm saying Todd Bowles. Okay. For a team that has been, who was predicted to go on some websites, 0-16. Yeah. They, in some places, only their only win on their schedule was the Cleveland Browns. So, to turn that team and that, that expectation, from what they had in the preseason after the Anunua injury, no receivers, really no answer at quarterback, a young defense, an inexperienced head coach, and to turn a team that was only projected to get zero or one wins into a five-plus win team yep. is—it has to be recognized. And not to say that Zimmer 
or or Sean McVay are any lesser. Right. What they've done for their respective teams is fantastic. I, I would actually give George Edwards a little bit more of a coach of the year for what he's turned that defense into rather than Zimmer. But right. that's just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Good point. Todd Bowles is Todd Bowles is a great pick as well because yeah, again, he pretty much returned this team from the ashes and into at least something you can present uh, at a, at a science fair project. You know, like like he the Jets were the kid that had That's no nice. supplies, couldn't build anything. Last minute, they had to put something together, and Todd Bowles comes in and uh, he helps that kid build something that 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 is more than presentable at at the science fair. So. Uh, uh, Great metaphor there by me. I just made that up on the spot. I hope you guys like that. Offensive and offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Saints sweep that category. Yes, both of those, right? Kamara, yeah. Lattimore, they, they sweep they it. Yeah, both. good. No letter for that. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Fournette and Kareem Hunt are right up there for offensive rookie of the year. I think Tre'Davious White, who is in the same division as the Jets for the Bills, uh, I think he's up there for defensive rookie of the year. But I think Kamara and Lattimore are going to run away with it. Honestly, okay. I, think, I think that's going to end up happening uh and then joe super bowl prediction if you had to give one right now yesterday um i said i said i said saints patriots just because i don't trust the vikings that much with with case keenum um i don't trust the rams that much because of how young and inexperienced they are in the playoffs uh and then all the other teams uh in, in their philadelphia I, I have to wait to see how nick Foles does with them consistently throughout these next three games but they're without their starting quarterback um and then you have like the Falcons, Panthers, Seahawks. I don't know if any of those teams look like Super Bowl guy, uh, Super Bowl teams. Uh, who are your Super Bowl prediction? If you had to give one right now, I'm saying Pittsburgh Steelers and the Seattle Seahawks. I okay. think the Patriots will win next week against the Steelers, but I think the Steelers will get their revenge come January and head into the Super Bowl to face the Seahawks. Ooh, so I that would be – it would be – yeah, yeah. Tyler had the Saints Steelers. He wanted to see uh, Lattimore and Antonio Brown line up together, which I also think oh, would, be, be fantastic. would be great to watch. Um, Seahawks would, would – see uh, again, the Seahawks somehow turn it on in the playoffs. They always find a way to – and even against the Jaguars, I thought the Se- – watching that game, I thought the Seahawks were dead in the water. I thought the Jaguars were going to w- run away with that game, but the Seahawks found a way, and you got to give credit to Pete Carroll, that coaching staff, for instilling confidence into the players to still fight in that game. And they almost came back. They had, a, I mean, they had a chance to stop the Jaguars on third and eleven and force them to punt to get the ball back and try to drive down and uh, tie the game up or or, or win essentially because they were only down by six uh, and they were unable to, to to stop Fournette, unfortunately. But th- this team finds ways to win, so I, I I highly respect that pick. Next week's game again. The, the Patriots and the Steelers that you just brought up, that is going to be a phenomenal game. Obviously, um, for some reason, it's not prime time. Uh, we get to see the Cowboys and the Raiders and the Falcons and the Buccaneers in prime time next week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, NFL. I, hope, I, don't think, I think it's too late for them to flex that game, too. I really wanted to see that in prime time, but it's whatever. So uh, We get the, Romo. That's fine. We get Romo. You're right. You're right. We do get Romo, that, which is going to be great to see. Uh, he, he's a fantastic analyst. But – I don't know. I don't want to watch the Cowboys and the Raiders in prime time. Like I know, no, I, I know, I know all this stuff looks great on paper coming into the season, but I don't know. That's just me. But um, anything else <laughs> you guys want to say about this game, about the NFL? We have any questions? Anything else you guys want to get off your chest for this podcast? It's been a great episode. 
we didn't have any fan questions, unfortunately. That's right. Um, this week, boy, it's the per- uh, it's the perfect time to um always plug away at that to make sure, guys, to you know, we go live now on our social media. We love answering fan questions. We have polls. Participate in that stuff, and you will gladly be rewarded. Yes. So. Shout outs and and whatnot on the podcast. Uh, Joe, anything else you, you would like to say, NFL game, before we uh, wrap things up? I just, I hope, like I said earlier, I hope for a culture building win, uh, just game. It's If mm-hmm. we win, we win. It's mm-hmm. not really in the best interest of the organization moving forward. Being that we have the 10th overall pick right now, um, getting a guy like Josh Allen or Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold or even Lamar Jackson would would be yep. in the interest of this organization moving forward with the offensive weapons that we have, but we'll see. I'm just hoping for a good game. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I want to say two quick things. One of them is a question to you, but first, I, I think the perfect scenario for the Jets in this game is to lose but play competitively and nearly win and beat the like. If this is a really close game, I think I think you guys would prefer obviously losing, but. The best case scenario for the Jets is to keep it close, keep it tight, but still lose so that, you know, the draft pick. My other question was, so you you do want, no matter where you guys get a first-round pick, whether it's top 10, top 5, top 15, wherever it may be, you want the Jets picking a quarterback in the first round, correct? If one of the If one of these top quarterbacks is available, I would prefer Josh Rosen, but I don't think we'll be able to get him. Um, what if you had to trade? Would would you would you mind if they traded up to get a quarterback? Oh, if they if we trade up, that is that's a dream scenario. Give okay. a first round pick and next year's second for for a guy like Josh Allen yeah. or Josh Rosen. I would take that ten mm-hmm. times out of ten. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, me too. And Darnold might not even come out. Um, for, no, for, he, he, that's we'll great see thing. what happens with him. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be really interesting. I think Rosen is the top talent. Uh, and I think Darnold is right behind him, but Darnold needs an extra year of college, and I don't think he wants to go to the Browns. And Rosen doesn't have a choice. I mean, if the Browns want to draft him first overall, Rosen's going to the Browns, uh, but the Jets might be able to find a way to, to sneak into there, so that would be interesting. So, Joe, again, man, thanks so much for joining us. Been great. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, uh, man. We're going to talk to you next week as well to review this game no matter how it goes. Plug away again at your social media. Uh, tell the people where they can find you. Guys, be sure to follow Joe uh, anywhere you can. Read his stuff. Fantastic stuff. Listen to his podcast as well. Joe, plug plug away a little bit. Thanks again, guys, for having me. It's been a blast. Um, I'm looking forward to watching this game and, and jumping, on, jumping on with you guys again yes. next week. But you can follow me on Twitter at NotTheFakeJLeo. You can go to my blog jdatasports.blogspot.com again i'll have an an announcement about what i'm doing with my blog moving forward for 2018 coming up next week uh on your guys's podcast and you could also go over and listen to the 68 episodes that i have over on my podcast which is soundcloud.com backslash grind hours i've also have some some interesting things in the works for 2018 for that podcast as well. So stay tuned for that. But again, guys, thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Of course, man. Thanks thanks for coming on. Yeah. Like I said, excited to have you on again. Uh, If you don't mind staying on the line, we're going to have Tyler do his famous sign off for us. Ooh, it's famous now. It's it's been famous. It's world famous. Yeah, it's been famous. All right, guys. So 
as always, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to another amazing episode. We appreciate the support. We appreciate the love. You know, we've been doing this now for over 20 episodes. We couldn't be happier doing it. That's funny. I love doing this now because I could turn the camera around. For those who are following us on Periscope right now, watching the stream, you can actually look at it. So make sure to follow us on Twitter. You see right there Dayton Brown? His Twitter handle is at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow me on Twitter, Tyler Raymond, at Raymond Tyler M. You can follow our official podcast account at the WDD Podcast. And make sure to check us out on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. Just search the Who That Dish Podcast. Make sure to check out Who That Dish itself on Facebook. Just search that. And most importantly, although we didn't mention any articles today, make sure to check out whodatdish.com. It all stems from there. This phenomenal podcast, it stems from that phenomenal website. And we couldn't do it without that website. So make sure to check it out, guys. Yeah, Fantastic. Support. We love it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Really appreciate it. Six months in, like I said earlier in the podcast. They've, they've flown by, first of all. Uh, and we've been yeah, able to yeah. do at least one episode per yeah. week. Uh, and it's all because of you guys. All because you guys are, are listening to us, talking to us on Twitter, giving us follows, uh, giving your input in, asking us questions. It's just been great. Uh, we, can, we can't thank you guys enough for the support. We can't thank guests like Joe enough as well for coming on to the show, giving us their insight, having a good time. It's just been phenomenal, guys. So, again, thank you so much. Be sure to tune in next week. We'll have Joe on again. We'll also have Mark George on uh, to help us preview the second matchup of the year, Saints-Falcons. Uh, yep. Again, guys, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and go to whodatdish.com. We'll talk to you guys soon. Who dat? <laughs>